Well, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope you all are doing well. Of course, it is me, Coach V, the new love strategist with New Thing Life Coaching. I'm all about helping women win and redefine when it comes to love, all right? I help single women dwell in God's love, develop self-love, and discover lasting love. And right now, we are in the middle of this Love Goals series. Thus far, I've spoken on intimacy, compatibility myths, the one, the issue with relationship goals, friendship, fun, and respect, all right? Your love goal should be one that is happy, healthy, and holy. I will continue to repeat that. I am a dating coach, but also as a relationship coach, I want to help you with that over the next few weeks in this series. You can always go back and catch any of the old episodes, um, you know, in case you did miss them. They don't have to go in any particular order, all right? This is just the order I am doing them in. Today, let's talk about give and take, all right? I believe I spoke um, last week, if I'm not mistaken, about the relationship readiness assessment that I give, you know, certain of my VIB and VIT clients to determine their relationship readiness. And in one of those questions, um, I actually ask about compromise, um, you know, and how are you when it comes to compromising and compromising in a relationship And I was shocked because, you know, many people, many of the women said it's something that they do not do very easily. And my concern and my question would be, why not? Because a relationship absolutely cannot survive without compromise. And as it pertains to give and take, you know, this encompasses and includes giving and taking and, of course, you know, compromise. When we look at all of this, this is the exchange of mutual compromise or concession negotiation, bargaining, and or compromise. That's what give and take is all about. Now, this can apply to discussions, conversations, bargaining, roles and responsibilities, ideas, planning, the list goes on. It takes effort from both parties in the relationship. A healthy, happy, holy relationship absolutely cannot survive without it. So if you are single, your love goal should be a relationship that includes give and take. If you are in a relationship, giving and taking should be a part of your relationship. So in new love language, you know, the 12 week group coaching program that I'm doing right now, we are in the middle of, we started off week number one with the brick of vision and it's, you know, writing out your ideal guy and, you know, what a relationship would actually look like. And I really recommend that everybody do this, you know, even if you're not in the coaching, but take out time to just write the vision, you know, what, what would your ideal guy look like? What kind of relationship would you want to be in? What do you offer? What do you want them to offer? offer you all of this, but make sure that you include what giving and taking is going to look like in that relationship. Please, you have to have this always at all times, no matter what. The problem, however, is that many times women are known to be takers. I'm coming for you, ladies. They want everything to be given to them. They want help. They want assistance. They want first dibs. They want leftovers. They want to eat off his plate, all this other good stuff. Listen, and it's cute. You know, a lot of these things, you know, they're great memes and funny stories. But what do we think about? Do we even think about, should I say, what we give to a man? What do we offer? Because come on, let's be real. We take so much 
from them. And, you know, we have this mentality about, you know, ladies first, and it's all about the woman and we are the good thing and we are the favor and we add all of these things and we try to add Bible to it. Again, being tuned into the WIIFM, what's in it for me station. And we've got to stop that. What do you offer to a man? What can you offer to a man? All right. Give and take, that is like a mechanism that is essential to all romantic relationships. You absolutely cannot expect to receive something if you don't even offer it on your own. And if I can go Bible for a minute, uh, Luke 638, I forgot which translation, but it says, you know, give and it will be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, like it will be poured into your lap. But notice how it says give and it will be given to you, given unto you, like no matter what it is, love, the more love you give, the more love you're going to receive, the more compromise you give, the more compromise you're going to receive, like all of these things, respect, kindness, compassion, and generosity, the more you give, it will also be added unto you. Galatians 6, 9, you know, it talks about reaping whatever it is you sow at the end of the day. I always say that scripture is like, it's like the biblical way of saying karma. You know, you get back whatever you end up putting out. Like, that's just that. And the reason this, you know, given and taken, going back to that, the reason that this is actually something that must take place is because if it doesn't, once the balance between give and take is broken, that's when difficulties arise. And that's when there's problems and issues in the relationship. That's where partners, you know, can end up feeling like they are not getting much from their relationship. And they'll start to question and wonder if they even want to be in it. And the real problem is, in fact, not giving enough. You know, again, you reap what you sow, but think about what do you need? Whatever you need, because as I said, given it will be given unto you. What do you need? Because whatever it is that you need, you need to give from that. If you're currently in a relationship and you feel like you're not getting enough love, then as I said, give some love and you will get it back. You feel like you're not getting enough patience, then be patient with him. Feel like there's not enough peace. Are you his peace? Feel like he doesn't understand you. Well, do you understand him? You feel like he doesn't really communicate that well. Do you even know how to communicate? Like, do you know how to, like, is he not giving you enough help? Do you help him? You want compliments? Well, do you give compliments? Like, we need to think about all of these things. And we have to understand that there must be balance and there must be compromise. Listen, all right, since I'm speaking to the ladies, let's think about this. I'm going to use a couple of examples. All right. Think about this. Um, say James and Tiffany are married. All right. Tiffany does a lot of the, you know, cleaning up the house and everything, running the errands. She makes sure that James has everything he needs, you know, maybe just preparing his breakfast and packing his lunch and ironing his clothes, his work bag, all of that other stuff. Now, say that Tiffany also joins him at sporting events and, you know, maybe going to some of the, I don't know, action movies or superhero. I don't even care. I don't even know what guys watch. Um, but say, you know, she does all of these things, even if she doesn't really enjoy them. And then one time Tiffany asked James to join her at something that she's wanted to do for a very long time, but he refuses to do it. Tiffany now feels very disappointed. And she starts complaining about all the times that she's done all of these things, yet she has never received anything in return. Now, let's look at another scenario. Let's flip. Let's flip it to what is something that's a little bit familiar for many of us. And I'll be honest and say myself included. Different scenarios, same people. Say 
Say Tiffany is a just completely different scenario. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna change the name so we're not confused. Say, um, say Tasha has had a very busy week. One of the children got sick. She had to finish an important, you know, project or assignment at work. And then her friend asked her to take care of her dog while she was away from town. And, you know, her husband, Justin, offered to clean the house for the weekend. But Tasha refused because she was like, no, he, you're not going to do it the right way. Now, on the other hand, Justin is so tired every evening that he just, you know, sometimes falls asleep as soon as he, you know, even jumps into bed and they never have time to even talk to each other or, you know, even spend any time together at all. Both of these cases are bad. Why? Because there is no give and take. Because in the first example, James, he needs to become a little less selfish. He needs to learn how to give. While in the second story, Tasha should stop being a perfectionist. She needs to delegate some of her work and then she needs to learn how to receive. There are ways to actually have a give and take relationship because this is important and you just you need to have it. There are ways. One thing would be conversation conversations have to be had. Conversation is not just about exchanging information, all right? People talk to each other to share feelings, to get relief, to reassure themselves when they are dealing with problems, all of these different things. But a common mistake in, in a conversation, a lot of times it's someone ends up talking only about themselves and they're not being an active listener. Or when the other person is talking, they are only listening just to respond. They're not really taking in what their partner is saying. And I will say that even though this is, you know, more along the lines of relationships, keep this in mind, even as a single woman, because these are even mistakes that a lot of women even end up making now in the dating stage, making everything about them, even as far as uh, conversation, you know, talking because they want to talk about themselves, not really listening when he's talking, you know, listening just to respond the whole nine. Another way to have a give and take relationship, mutual help, mutual help. Now, yeah, of course, we know that the Bible talks about the woman being created for the man. We know that the woman is the helpmate. Absolutely. But in general, there should be mutual help. All right. If he prepares dinner or if he took on, you know, a chore or responsibility, that's typically, you know, something that you might do that you typically handle. If he asks you to attend an event or an outing that you normally wouldn't want to join him in, you know, or that you normally wouldn't want to go, be patient, have fun. That's just that, all right? A relationship where one partner does all the efforts and the other is always refusing to provide help to the same extent, this is a relationship that is misbalanced. This is also a relationship that is unfulfilling. So you have to have mutual help. Let's look at another way to have a give and take relationship, giving compliments. Understand that compliments are a vital, necessary, important part of a healthy, happy, holy relationship. Remember Maslow? Think about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, you know, on top of the pyramid, we have self-actualization. Well, oftentimes, you know, your man... He might need you to observe, you know, his personal growth and to actually recognize his achievement or his qualities. So it's okay for you to give compliments. 
You know, I've said before, the size of a woman's heart is equivalent to the size of a man's ego. So you need to make sure that, yeah, of course you want love. He needs his ego to be stroked a little bit. He wants to hear, good job, or I'm proud of you. Oh, look at you. You really handled that, or that was awesome. Men need, girl, I'm telling you. Offer that and see what happens. But anyway, another way to have a give and take relationship would be to offer grace for any type of mistakes or mishaps. We got to keep in mind, nobody is perfect. That's for sure. But some people react more negatively to their partner's mistakes. And we got to be mindful with that in a relationship. Each time you get angry just because he didn't call or remember something, think about a similar situation where you didn't meet their expectation either. You're not all that perfect. But think about how they reacted a little bit less violently. Is the fight real? The fight is the fight really worth it after all? No, it's not. So absolutely keep that in mind. And that another way to have a give and take relationship would be to give space. Learn to give space. Being involved in a give and take relationship, it doesn't mean that you should be together twenty four seven. That is not healthy doesn't mean that it shows how much you love each other. No, that is borderline codependent. And you need to be careful of that. You're not supposed to spend every waking moment together. And you should not accept your partner's decision of spending time separately. It doesn't mean that you don't you don't have to, you know, just not accept your partner's decision of having some time apart. So keep that in mind if they're saying, "Hey, like let's you know spend a doesn't mean you have to get, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Is there somebody else? What, you know, why are you talking like that? No, understand that people in a relationship can have their own hobbies, their own activities, you know, their own fun, their own quiet time, their own space. They can do things with other people as well and also enjoy your time alone. Like this is going to do both of you some good. So keep those things in mind. You know, as I was even getting things uh, ready and together for this podcast, I came across an article by Emma Sapala, and she spoke of givers, takers, and matchers. Because we always, you know, givers and takers, that's it, right? But let's look at all three, givers, takers, and matchers. So givers, you know, she was talking about like their primary motivation is to take care of others, to make sure that others are doing well, and to contribute to others and society. Now, sidebar, what I will say is that, you know, based on the emotional drivers, for some of us, it's uh, it's contribution. We're always looking to contribute to others and to help others. So that can be one thing. And then, of course, some cases, if it's something that's, uh, you know, bred from an abandonment issue, you know, we people pleasing. So we always want to take care of everyone else. So you got to be careful with that. But back to this. So with givers in a relationship, they are always thinking about gifts for their partner. They're always taking their partner's interest into consideration. You know, they're asking, what else can I do for you? So it's like, they're they're pretty great in a sense. And it's like, everyone likes having givers around because they think of others and they are always happy to contribute. They understand that a relationship, um, you know, is an opportunity to give and to take care. However, they often end up thinking there is something wrong with them if they are unhappy in a relationship. They end up thinking that they're not lovable. They're not good enough because they have taken personal responsibility for making their relationship work rather than blaming their partners. So they end up getting burned out, exhausted, tired, everything from continuously giving at their own cost 
if they do not receive the support they need from the relationship. So that's an issue with being like a full-time giver. Now, takers, takers are just that, takers. They usually treat people well only if and when those people can help them, you know, reach their goals or accomplish something or check something off their list. They oftentimes appear, you know, as the most charming and charismatic people, at least on the surface. They know how to work the crowd. They know how to seduce. Uh, but primary, their, primarily, their motivation is self-interest. And a lot of times we can tell, like you've probably been in the presence of one. You can recognize a taker oftentimes, not always, but how, but how poorly um, and negatively they treat other people that they believe are of no use to them. Heck, single ladies, pay attention on dates. All right. How do they treat people in, you know, service settings and servers and, and things like that? Pay attention to how that they treat people, but especially those who if they feel like they are no use to them. You know that you're in a relationship with a taker when you feel that they'll suck you dry for all you have. And that can be money, affection, time, sex, everything, even though we're not having sex because this is happy, healthy, holy. But once the taker has everything they want, they might relegate you to the like unimportant part of their life. It's like, okay, okay, got what I needed. That's it. Next, be mindful as far as that's concerned. Now, matchers, <laughs> matchers are those that tend to keep a little balance sheet in their relationship. When they give, they do so with an expectation of getting something in return. When they receive, they feel like they now have to give something in return. Matchers are the ones who keep tabs and they view relationships as somewhat of like a, a transactional type of situation. They are the ones that most likely would say something like, I did this for you, but you didn't do that for me. Or well, you paid for this, so I'll pay for that. So it could be, you know, kind of negative where it's like, I mean, you never do anything for me, even though I did this. Or it could be, oh, well, you did that. No, I will do this. Hey, well, I did this. Now, why don't you do that? Now, out of all three of those things, I wonder which one you are. I mean, I can't hear you if you're responding or what you might be thinking, but get this. When it comes to who is the most happiest and most successful out of all three of those that I just mentioned, it's the givers. But when, when you also look at who is the least successful, it's also the givers. And I know you're probably thinking, how the heck is that possible? But here's why. Givers, givers who learn to successfully navigate a world that is filled with nothing but matchers and takers, they fare very well because everyone loves them. Everyone trusts them. Everyone supports them when they are in need. Now, why the heck would givers also be the least successful? Because some of them don't figure out how to navigate a world full of matchers and takers and others end up taking advantage of them. And if you're a giver, you've probably been there at least once, whether it's, you know, in a dating ship, a situation ship, a relationship, maybe even at your job or something, who knows? Like, and just think about it. Imagine a relationship between a giver and a taker, and it might end with the giver being completely worn out, having perhaps, you know, spent you know, all of their money, their savings, their, their time, their energy, their effort, whatever, on someone who is always demanding more. And the taker also, they, like, they hardly ever provide for a partner's needs unless they do so temporarily 
because it behooves them at that moment. Listen, even while dating, you must be mindful, all right? It's okay to give. And if it seems like he's not, okay, communicate before walking away. Communicate before you just go and take off. We must learn to stay and work through things because we're always talking about leaving. Like we're always looking for a way out. Like I just, I don't understand that. I've never like, I was even talking about that, you know, this week for the whole brick of love. Like we're always looking for a way to leave. That's not love if you're always ready to leave. But when dating, if there are some things that bother you, communicate before walking away. Now, of course, if nothing changes and a man only wants to take then it's okay to remove yourself unless you're saying, hey, I'm okay being in this kind of relationship for the rest of my life. That's not smart. It's not going to cause you to be happy. It's not going to be healthy either, but only you can make that decision. Now, if you're a taker and this triggered something inside of you, why don't you start giving a little? It's like we're notorious for making it all about us, even in the dating stage. We go into it with the mindset of what can this man do for me? I wonder if he can help me with this. Uh, he looks like, yeah, he'll balance out this because the last guy didn't. Blah, blah, blah. Like we go through all of that instead of what can I do for him? What can I offer him? And like this does not magically change or go away when married. So how about make some changes now so that you learn, contrary to what anyone has told you, it's not all about you. That's all I got to say about givers and takers. Okay. Hey. You already know what's up. I am a dating and relationship coach for women like you. And maybe you need help with your dating life. Maybe you need help with your love life. Let's do it. You can become a VIB member by enrolling in a breakout program or a new lease program. Learn more at the site, www.newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash book. It'll tell you about all of my options as far as one-on-one -on -one coaching. And the thing about being a VIB, you get special access that others don't. Yeah, of course you get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, obviously. I'm a certified dating and relationship coach, but you also get discounts. You get first dibs. You get priority enrollment and attendance. You get many different things. And I have a phenomenal dating masterclass that I am releasing in August that you are not going to want to miss. But yeah, VIBs, they're already going to get first access to that with a special price and everything. But learn more at the site, newthinglifecoaching.com. You can also subscribe to stay in the know. You can grab the freebie there, the free training on what Christian women are doing wrong in this season as to why they are still single. You can support <laughs> for this podcast. You can also subscribe and support to it so you'll know every time a new episode is released. It's on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all over the place. Follow me on Instagram, New Thing Life Coaching. Like me on Facebook, New Thing Life Coaching. If you are not already, come on into the SAS tribe on Facebook. That is my private community filled with nothing but single Christian women. I do some of my best work in there. Videos, training videos, coaching, um, you know, just daily uh, inspiration, motivation, dating tips, all kind of different stuff. Listen, be blessed. I pray that you have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you all next week. Hey, the podcast is actually going to be moving to Wednesday. Since I already do Fresh Face Friday, a little fun, funky video in the private group on Fridays. Um, so the podcast is going to be moving to Wednesday. So again, make sure you're subscribed and you'll always know when it happens. I'll talk to you later. Bye.